Hello? Hey, Bob, dude. I'm totally sorry, but the, it didn't sound good. No, you are sorry. <laughs> yeah, sorry, you... motherfucker. <laughs> You're not bugging me at all. What? All right, yeah, can we, can we do it one more time? I want to get the uh, those two things for again. For, so it just didn't come out that, that good that time. So, okay. okay, wait a minute. You want me to do both of them again? Yeah, yeah. So do, um, actually, do, uh, you're listening to Sick and Wrong. This is Bob Madigan. You're listening to Sick and Wrong with Dean Lance. With who? With, uh, <laughs> D and Lance. So this, this is Bob Madigan. You're listening to Sick and Wrong. Just do that. Yeah. Okay, you All ready? Right. I'm ready. This is Bob Madigan. AKA Donkey Daddy, and you're listening to Sick and Wrong. This is Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm your host, G. Simon. Lance Wackerly here. What's up there, Wacker? <laughs> Nothing is ever up. I know, but I just feel like obliged to ask. <laughs> I'm, um, pod- I'm podcrafting. And it's a Saturday. It's a leading question, because I was, I was hoping it would lead into you two discussing the events of the, uh, the barbecue last week that you held, where Jer got really injured and required surgery because of the barbecue that you organized. A, I did not hold a barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody brought their own food. I started the, coal, the grill. That's all I did. And I told people where it was going to be. And I, I didn't bring anybody else any food. I br- brought food for myself, which I ate myself. So what I was uh, alluding to is the fact that uh, my brother-in-law, my sister's husband, mm-hmm. was gravely injured at Lance Wackerly's oh, annual so memorial barbecue that he organized and arranged. You're talking about the barbecue that I was at that your brother-in-law ruined. <laughs> No, okay. The barbecue that you arranged, you advertised, you organized, created this event, then encouraged people to engage in classic American pastimes no. like baseball. No. And then here's Big The Jer. barbecue that your brother-in-law brought a baseball and a baseball glove to uh, and wanted people to throw the ball around with him. I obliged him by sitting my ass on the fucking picnic table and saying no. So the barbecue that you organized, arranged, advertised, encouraged people to engage in sporting events, and furnished alcohol. So Big Jer, obviously a big drinker. Big Jer, whose judgment is is sometimes um, stymied by his alcohol intake. He drank a lot of alcohol. He thought, hey, you know what? Maybe I'll play baseball because it's Memorial Day. Wackily organized this American event. Starts playing baseball, running through the field. 40-year-old man, you know, probably, what, 60 pounds overweight, running through a <laughs> I'm field. Not gonna, I'm not in a position to say. <laughs> he hits like a bump or a, a hole in the ground. It was like a gopher hole. A gopher hole. Stepped into it because he wasn't looking. He, he thought he was like some fucking big-time outfielder for the San Francisco Giants, like reaching back for the catch. <laughs> he tumbles over and he breaks his tibia, breaks his leg in three places. Oh, I heard it was two, so it's going up. Yeah, and he had to re- rec- he re- had to have surgery yesterday. 
Wow. And uh, he's going to be like... Um, yeah, he's laid up for like three months, has to use crutches. He's a little bit accident prone. I have he to is say. a bit accident prone. I'm not trying to blame the victim here. <laughs> You're just trying to defer the blame from yourself. He's welcome to take me to court. <laughs> and fucking have his ass for fucking you know, court costs and my, wasting my time. My sister totally blames. She completely blames you. Holds she you completely responsible me. for this. She actually texted me and said, "Sorry for ruining. Sorry that Jer. Yeah, she didn't accept any blame herself. Obviously, she said, "Sorry that Big Jer ruined the barbecue." So okay, t- so I'll I, present I, that in court. I'll be like, "Well, this text doesn't seem to uh, blame me." I just gave a, uh, a grossly exaggerated, fictionalized account of the uh, incident that I didn't even attend. Before we um, move on from the uh, Jer's injury, though, I will say that uh, the park personnel was extremely worried that they were going to be, be blamed. Yeah, what happened? Because they made with your this? sister like sign this big form, and like uh, they were all looking at the hole and taking pictures of it and stuff after they left. Your sister probably doesn't even know that, but after that, after they took took off, like two trucks came out, and they're like, "Oh, is this the hole he fell in?" I told my sister, though, don't you think she could sue the city of Oakland? Or where she is She could be welcome to try, but I, I don't think it would go very far. Yeah, but it's a city park that should be maintained. If you injure yourself on that it's city nature property... Area. Nature's yeah, a dangerous place. You injure yourself on city property, though. If you injure yourself on, like, a sidewalk in front of City Hall, you know, slipping Jimmy style, then, you know, you have reasonable expectation that the sidewalk is maintained... What about the park next to City Hall? But he was out in the middle of a field in a park. Yeah, City Park. <laughs> go, go for it. Get yourself a Jewish lawyer. And she should. She always say. But, so tell me what happened. Like I, I gave my fictionalized account. He no, broke his leg. Right. The, but then what happened? Stepped afterwards? in a hole and like fell over his ass. I thought he was joking. It was like a it was like a circus routine when I because I saw the whole thing happen. Did everybody run over there? Staring at Jerry's Jer- supple form, his <laughs> athleticism, and the next thing I know, he's like on the ground, like basically screaming. Well, did you? Did like eight people have to move him? No, we had to go and get because you know the park is gated off. It's not like you can. We, we had to like walk a mile to where we were barbecuing. Jerry wasn't going to walk anywhere. It's another reason why my sister's upset with you. So uh, anyway. You threw me off track, but uh, she, we had to go like call the park ranger to be like, listen, somebody's got to come unlock this gate so we can drive in and get our friend who's uh, infirm. <laughs> Broke his <laughs> and, leg. Uh, but then we saw the park ranger already had his truck inside the park and, and he said he'd go pick him up. But that that's when he made him sign all these like, you know, uh, acceptance of liability form or whatever. Yeah, and I think they filed an incident report or something. An incident report. There you go. But so then they, uh, so then what happened is our uh, mutual friend Chris ended up taking Jared to the hospital and my right. sister. And I, I guess Chris, from the stress, from the stress of the whole uh, in, uh, ordeal, ended up getting a bloody nose. So he's covered in blood. My sister. <laughs> he wasn't, first of all, he wasn't covered in blood. But, and I don't think it was from the stress. I think it was that um, he, uh, I think it was just dry out. It wasn't like he, was, he had like a little bit of crusty blood on his nose. My sister said it was from the stress. And then my sister. It might have been all the hot dogs we were eating too. My sister, also because of the stress, ended up just getting a horrible IBS attack. So she was shitting all also over the place. Also unrelated. And so when they show up, you know, at the, at the emergency room, Jer's just out of it, just in pain. Chris has got a bloody nose. My sister's got shitty pants. And the whole time, Stephanie kept saying, if. Lance would have had this at his own house like he normally does. None of this would have happened. That's exactly why I don't have it at my own house because Jared would be suing me. 
No, but he wouldn't be playing catch because you don't yes, have a backyard. He He's always scampering about that one. <laughs> you can't you can't fucking get him to sit down. He's gonna be sitting down for a while, it sounds like. So yeah, he's laid up. He had to have surgery. I guess surgery went well. He's on like a lot of Vicodin. I think he's got Did he have oxies. to get a catheter. I don't know, but my Just sister asking. said uh my sister said that the uh that in order for him to go to the bathroom, like she has to help him go in there and like pull his pants down. That's right. She might have to wipe his ass. <laughs> Tables it, have been turned. But I think that's what uh you do when you get married. You you basically sign a legal document saying, I will wipe your ass when you're sick. It's like Terry Shiva. Same. Yeah. That's what that's what marriage is all about. Wiping the ass of the one you love. Right. You can't just be like, Oh, we're broken up. Yeah, so uh, my sister's quite upset with you. I think you uh, should probably maybe call her up. <laughs> yeah, right. And uh, <laughs> have a discussion. <laughs> maybe you could take over the wiping of Jer's ass duty for a week or something. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I think you're next in line for that. It's kind of like, uh, you know, that list of the who gets to be president. But Jeff already if volunteered. <laughs> He's the oldest. <laughs> you know, he volunteered. He's like, I'm used to that. You know, give a nice mm-hmm. little cleaning. Um, sure. So uh, next year at the uh, Wackerly annual, annual Memorial Day barbecue, are you going to just have it at your house and serve like a bucket of KFC? I will not have it at my house. Uh, I'm never having a barbecue ever again because our friends are pigs. It's been established. Many, many, sam- a large sample size of barbecues that I have had. Uh, but KFC sounds interesting. I'm a big fan. Would you, uh, would you serve KFC or any kind of fast food at your, uh, one of your events? KFC for sure. KFC is beyond, it's sort of, I guess I can see why people call it fast food, but it, it's kind of its own thing. It's very popular in the UK, by the way. Yeah, you're, you're telling me that. I gotta say, I've never actually had KFC before, right. why which we? is weird. Have I, you had I, the mashed potatoes or the uh, coleslaw? I've eaten the, uh, I've, I've had mashed potatoes before and I've had the uh, biscuits. Because, you know, biscuits sometimes you go great. to the, uh, the Kentaco Bells that are half KFC and half Taco Bell, which... Yes. They have those in urban areas. I kind of hate those, but you know, it's not, it's, it's neither, right? It's like not an authentic KFC nor an authentic Taco Taco Bell Bell. sort of half measure. And it's just say the, the mixture, the close proximity of these two vastly different foods, I think contaminates both. But Mm -hmm. I guess I've been there before really stoned and been like, I'll have a biscuit with my bean burrito. And I gotta say the biscuits aren't that bad. You yes, know? and I imagine if I wasn't a vegetarian, I probably would enjoy eating KFC. I mean, don't get me wrong; it gives you diarrhea, <laughs> like every, <laughs> but like every fast food that gives you diarrhea. I mean, it's you're not you shouldn't be eating it every day, right? It's no, I mean healthy. it's it's horribly unhealthy. I mean, it's, nah, it's like not, full of fat, horrib- saturated fat. It's not horribly unhealthy. Let's just stick to unhealthy. Let's compare. Let's compare Chipotle burrito I'm not to fucking a bucket Kate of KFC over here. Oh, I could never eat a Kentucky fried chicken wing. Well, my what, body is a temple. Well, what's <laughs> funny about that is, did your family, like in the 80s, did your family just like, that was a meal on a Friday night, bucket of KFC? Yeah, of course. You know, uh, or, you know, we'd have pizza night and things like that. And my family would get KFC because they all ate meat and I would. You just refuse to eat it because you're little ponce. I would have a tofu hot dog or some other kind of tofu-related dish. Papa, we're having the KFC again tonight. I'll just have a tofu dog. My dad would just be like, you goddamn faggot. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, Jeffrey's just puffing it down half the bucket. Jeffrey didn't even chew. He didn't even chew. He just snorted it. (laughs) 
just inhaled the chicken. I'd go eat a bucket of KFC with Jeffrey. You'd have to split it up ahead of time, though, because I, I could see him like trying to hog all the chicken. So what makes me wonder about that is, do families still do this? Because I, I, in, this, in this society now, it's like we have... We want more natural ingredients. We want a Chipotle. We want a Panera. It's like going to a KFC or a Taco Bell, you know, just seems like low class or something. Or just like, you know, I'm, I'm an urban, per- a sophisticated urban person. I wouldn't right. go eat at a Taco Bell and demean myself or my family. Right. A lot of the, a lot of the higher end bistros and whatever, uh, you know, restaurants of whatever stripe they have fried chicken on their menu but yeah it costs 30 dollars for like a couple of pieces but i'm just saying like a san francisco hip family are they going to get a bucket of kfc anymore or are they going to no 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 no, no i mean (laughs) it's just a san francisco family whose kid is in like you know fucking the special french daycare and all that no no. So, but I wonder about like same with LA though. But the, but you know the the working class minorities in San Francisco probably eat it. And actually, one of, there's a there's a Popeyes that recently burned and burned down in the Mission, which I think had achieved some type of, uh, you know, it went through it went through the looking glass and had become like a hipster uh, haven. But then it burnt down and everybody's sad. Well, that's what I wonder with uh, with hipsters, especially like social justice hipsters, if they're just like. You know, we don't need to go to these upper class establishments. You know, we're we're of the people. We're the salt of the earth. We're going to go to KFC and be like regular people. So I wonder no, if it became no, like some kind applies. of. I just wonder if if that's would happen with uh, happen. with hipsters in uh, you know in the mission. Like I've always eaten a Taco Bell because I like Taco Bell. I like Taco Bell when I was a kid, I still like Taco Bell. I mean, it's, it's not like fast a, and it's cheap. Yeah, it's and it not like a hip any thing. thought. But you, but places like KFC, but McDonald's is going through this too. Like McDonald's, you know, their sales are declining because they can't appeal to the uh, the modern day millennial. And so KFC is the same thing. Like most sixty uh, percent of millennials have never have never even eaten at a KFC. Wow, which is kind of crazy to me. You researched that, or did you just make that up? No, I read in this article I got. It says oh, right. we have lost relevance in the U.S. Sixty percent of millennials had not eaten at KFC. Well, they don't know what they're missing. It's ridiculous. Yeah, they say uh, in uh, 2010, a poll showed most Americans aged 18 to 25 had no idea who Colonel Sanders is. It makes me. It, it makes it really hard for me to uh, feel sympathetic to the plight of you know they're always complaining about their student loan debt because they spent you know 150 thousand dollars getting like a social sociology degree, uh, but you know they couldn't lo- they can't lower themselves to eat a cheap Kentucky Fried Chicken meal. They've got to like you know like I said go to the aforementioned gastro pub and they're eating like forty five dollar chicken, complaining that they're under all this crushing debt. Well, I think part of it is too, though, in society, it's like the tide, the tables have turned. Now it's like they're they're stigmatizing McDonald's and KFC and right. places like Taco Bell, which is where you should be eating when you have a fucking buttload of student debt. Yeah, but they're saying go to Subway because it's healthier. Go to Chipotle, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I guess. But so what? So what's ended up happening is just like you got a. Uh, you know, these, these companies like Yum Foods that owns all, because it's like one company owns yeah, all of all these places. <laughs> and so they're just like, all right, we got a problem here. We need to appeal to the hipsters. What should we do? And then the advertising agencies. They bring in Don Draper. Well, the, no, the ad agencies all have young hipster writers. Right. So they're just like, we got to make an ironic ad. Jew afro. <laughs> or, a, you know, or a hipster hey, mustache. 
and like uh, some cool tattoos. Right. And they're just like, like a beatnik. Okay, well we What's need to up, make Daddy-o? we need to make an ironic ad campaign. So what do they do? They try to reinvent these characters. You look at the fucking uh, Hamburglar. Yeah, the ham. What happened to the Hamburglar? What What's up with that guy? <laughs> I don't know. He's like sexy hipster dad Hamburglar. He I'm looks not like talking Chris about Pratt here. in like Guardians of the Galaxy, but with a mask on. <laughs> right. Like Chris Pratt could play the hipster Hamburglar. Do you know how much I would love to be one of these ad people? They make tons of money and they, you know, you go in and work for like one week doing all your voice work and your little, uh, oh, here's me in front of the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> and then you just fucking rake in the, uh, whatever they call it, the residuals every time that ad goes. Well, and then you got all these like, you know, the uh, CEO of uh, these different ad agencies are just like, we're so out of touch. Let's just go find some more tattooed, cool hipster people that <laughs> can know. speak the language of the millennials. And so they're like, oh, we got to have an ironic, you know, hip hamburglar. They, the guy yeah. wears like the CEO, uh, the CEO doesn't understand it at all. But he's just like, well, they know what they're doing. Well, because back in the day, I mean, we had like, you know, what was the, the hamburger? was kind of like this pudgy redheaded guy with like buck teeth. You had Grimace, whatever the fuck that was. I think I don't think anybody still knows what Grimace was. No. Somebody once told me he was supposed to be represent a milkshake. <laughs> like if you poured it out and it became anthropomorphized. He, he I think I told you that because I I, oh. I actually found that out. Um, when I was Is that true? Club. Yeah, he's an anthropomorphized milkshake. <laughs> That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I always thought he was a big gumdrop, like a purple gumdrop. Yeah, but McDonald's doesn't have gumdrops. And he was, you know, Grimace was evil originally. Oh, he like was. He, yeah, he's one of those guys that would make like. Uh, That's kind of frightening. Like yeah, the blob. Torment uh, McDonald's. And the, but he's then uh, he became good you. and he had a, a change of heart. Um, <laughs> but the Hamburglar was always evil, but now he's he's hip well, and he's cool. <laughs> evil? Or was he like a scamp? Well, he was a scamp that would try to, you know, yeah. to uh, stifle Mc- Ronald. Like a low key back type character, Sater. Um, but now he's like slim and he's hip. He's got like a five o'clock shadow and he looks yeah. like some Doesn't kind of like, like the Marvel type of guy character. who would be uh, committing, you know, felony robbery for hamburgers. And then you get uh, the, the sexy new Wendy's, that ginger chick. I have to say, I'm a huge fan yeah. <laughs> of the new Wendy. I like her too. I mean, I'm into ginger chicks. And you're like, you watch these new commercials. You're I like, like her more. She, she's pretty sexy. <laughs> don't make me come over there and beat your ass. <laughs> but you watch those ads. If you see, I watched one, uh, I don't know, for Wendy's got, has some new item on their menu, like jalapeno chicken dickhead sandwich or something. Right. And it's like these, this couple's like speaking in emoji, you know? No, I haven't seen Fire, that. fire, jalapeno. And she's like hands clapping. And then the hot ginger chick comes over and is like, you guys love the new jalapeno popper sandwich. And the dude gets to have a threesome with them. Oh, that's what I thought would happen. That happens off camera. Um, So so it's like you get the hip hamburger. You got the hot new Wendy's. So what does KFC do? It's like, we got to do something. Well, let's not forget the Burger King. I mean, that was the guy who who kicked off the hip, uh, you know. Ironic advertising. ironic uh, thing. Because everybody was like, oh, that's frightening. But, you know, you remembered it. Let's make it it creepy, but ironically creepy. Right. So he's like actually you wake up and he's in your really bed appealing. You. Yeah, yeah, he's like this weird stalker thing, but he there he's like in the uncanny valley. Right. Cuz he's not purposely. exactly human. He's purposely in the uncanny valley. Yeah. So I think that kicked it off and they tr- now they're trying to reinvent the hamburger. You know, they they tried to get rid of McDonald's cuz you know the hipsters were like, "Yeah, he's kind of creepy. I think we should get rid of him." The CEO was like, "No, he's not going anywhere." Okay, you well You can't get rid of Ronald. I mean, Ronald is the CEO, I thought. 
I know the CEO of, of Yum Corporation was like, we can't get rid of Ronald, but what we're going to do is just not feature him in the ads. So instead they just have like, let's just have like the hip hammer. Like he's a child molesting uncle. Like we're not going to turn him into police, but just keep him away from the kids. <laughs> you got to admit he's a bit Gacy-esque, you know? I mean, he, he predates Gacy though. I mean, so has, has Gacy just tainted every clown for all time? I think the Juggalos have, but yes. <laughs> ICP. That, I would love that, that. I mean, I think he just hit the nail on the head. <laughs> They should reinvent the Ronald McDonald as a juggalo. Dude, that... Yo, 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 yo! I'm going to pitch that advertising campaign. We should totally come up with that. To McDonald's, we're going to save... Big Mac or what, bitch? You're flagging sales. You know, Ronald's now going to be a juggalo. I mean, first of all, just think of your sales increase amongst juggalos would be... Almost worth, you know, tainting the, the mascot forever anyways. And everybody pokes fun at Juggalos as it is on the internet. Right. So why not capitalize off of that? Sure. It's a good idea. But, that, so so, but here's Kansas. a dilemma. It's like, what do you do with the colonel? It's like, you know, they, they tried to remember they tried to reinvent the colonel in the 90s. The only reason I remember is because our old <laughs> college roommate uh, was just inordinately angry about it and i think I'd, i hadn't even you know even at the time i hadn't even like taken any notice of the ad but i remember him going on at least like a 45 minute tirade about it so what you're referring to is that they so the colonel was this like i don't know it looked like a plantation owner you know, wears <laughs> a white suit because he does have like a racist tinge <laughs> to him just to begin with yeah, black people still love their love his food. I know, um, but he's like a plant. Yeah, right. He's like a plantation. He looks like a he looks like a southern plantation owner. He's got it's the like white straight suit. Straight out and, of uh, you know, Gone with the Wind. And back in the day, like in the eighties, he was just in the commercials. You know, finger looking good, and right. like, and then he just sort of disappeared. He wasn't in vogue anymore. And so in the nineties, they tried to reinvent him. Like, I think they're going for a particular urban demographic. Well, and, I mean, first <laughs> of all, he was, he was a cartoon. They made him a cartoon animated because yeah. that's already. Uh, non you know makes it immediately non less threatening it, yeah because i mean lovable. if it was an old man a plantation suit break dancing but they tried to make <laughs> him like just funky. like a cartoon right yeah, yeah but he was a funky hip colonel that would like break dance and do, do like the cabbage patch do the, cab- <laughs> the mashed potato but then the whole <laughs> the time like people potato, would be like go yeah. colonel a dance go from colonel. the 50s <laughs> the 60s or whatever they would be like, go, Colonel, and like, made it all funky. Like, they would chant. I think it even was, said, like, this is what happens when the Colonel gets funky. And, and this is what our, our old roommate got so angry about. He thought that they were just misappropriating. <laughs> like, the Colonel would never get funky, was his well, point. What I wondered about his point, because I remember he used to get irate about it. Was he upset because... <laughs> I don't want to call him and bring it up. Yeah, but was he upset because they're appropriating funk culture and hip-hop music or is he upset because the colonel they were disparaging the colonel's character well there's i mean our friend was into there's funk and then there's funky right i mean those are different things (laughs) but i get the sense that no he was coming at it that it wasn't the funk that was being a you know misappropriated it was he was mad that the colonel was being amused and abused and misused which so what's funny about that is i wonder how he feels about the current kfc ads with the new with the new colonel who's like this clumsy oafish george bush like character yeah why did they go with it there is a definitely a striking resemblance to george bush george w bush so former saturday Night live comedian daryl hammond plays the legend in these new kfc commercials yes. um and he's yeah you know he kind of i think he plays a mandolin i think he sounds like george bush he's kind of chubby 
And I, I mean, he still appears like the, uh, you know, like I guess he was trying to make him like this avuncular fella that uh, is witty, but yet can appeal to like just mainstream America. Right. They don't really mention him owning slaves in the past or anything like that. But uh, former Kentucky Governor John Brown, who bought the secret recipe in, in 64 and opened 3,500 stores before selling the company, doesn't take too kindly about this ad. Says they're portraying him as a caricature of what he of uh, his former self. He says they're making a gimmick out of uh, the Colonel. It's not like he's fucking Benjamin Franklin or something. He's a national treasure in this guy's eyes. He says they're making fun of the Colonel and they're tarnishing his image. So, what do you think? Our uh, is this guy a Republican? Yeah. Yeah. See, definitely. <laughs> Republicans, they're constantly claiming, to, you know, to be the party of business and, and straightforward, you know, no nonsense shit. But then they're like, they like miss something like this. Like all that KFC has to worry about is selling more chicken. And if this sells more chicken, more power to them. They don't need to like fucking have some, you know, unfounded respect for the colonel. And if the colonel was alive, he would recognize like, we just want more money for chicken. That's the, what we're doing this for. Not for our health. It ain't fun. This guy's saying the colonel's turning over in his grave with this, with this representation of him, of his character. Jesus. But, I mean, this, <clears throat> I think but this guy, you know, he already made his money. He sold the company in like 71, probably made millions. Yeah. He's, you trying, know, to show, he's trying to pull up the ladder. But at this point, who cares? Like, it's, it's not your product anymore. I mean, maybe, maybe you have stock. Or something, yeah. but it's, it's you know it's not. No, your it just strikes me as a cranky old man. Nobody asked me, but here's my opinion. Well, this is I guess what, that's what this whole podcast is about. <laughs> <laughs> this Sorry. is what he said: the real colonel cussed like a sailor. He was nothing like the aw shucks online version. I mean that that would be an amazing ad campaign. If that that like would if be it came great. on was like, God damn it, buy some fucking chicken, you millennials. What? Get off your ass. Reminds me of the uh, the old lady in the Wendy's commercials. Where's the beef? You remember yeah. that in the eighties? She's, she's dead for sure. Well, why not have the Colonel just be this cantankerous old goat that comes like, out and just like senile, like that old lady was? <laughs> yeah, that would be great. I guess uh, part of the makeover, one hundred eighty-five million dollar ad campaign, by the way, is kind of true. He ate fried chicken, mashed potatoes, gravy, and biscuits every day. Probably had about an extra fifty pounds. He was five foot eleven. Yeah, he's an I old mean, Southern man. I mean, I think every old Southern man has like an extra 50 pounds. But the real colonel is never scripted. They just said, mm. you know, be in your ad and just say what you normally would. So finger licking yeah. good is actually a catchphrase. He, he made himself like he would say that. That's creepy. <laughs> finger licking good. Yeah, that is a little weird. Yeah, that, that, that is kind of odd. But, you know, it makes me wonder. It's like, so, you know, the, the kids today have no idea who the colonel is. So now what they're seeing online is like a popular comedian portraying the colonel as this funny, avuncular, aw shucks character. Maybe it works. Maybe they'll sell more chicken. Maybe they'll make more money. You know, it's, well, kids say they don't even, I think they barely even know what a television advertisement is. So does the new colonel have like an Instagram account? Well, I think they, I think they the have only Twitter way to reach and them. they have Instagram. Mm. You, you tweet about them. They tweet back to you. It's like people a magical, these accounts. imagine that as a child. You know, Ronald McDonald's <laughs> tweeting back at me. I'd be so excited. But it makes me wonder who are they going, like, which shitty advertising campaign are they going to resurrect next? Like, who are they going to try to re reinvent? Are they going to bring back the Noid? Dominoes? I would appreciate that. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? I wonder who they'd have play him. 
Uh, well, like, it's a kind of a. I mean, it was claymation, right? But I mean, Remember I bet the, you that was a big thing at the time. I bet you if Domino's hired Zach Galifianakis to wear the Noid outfit, mm-hmm. it would probably be a big thing, or John Hodgman or someone. How about this? Hear me out. Jeffrey Dahmer knows. <laughs> no. <laughs> that like, would be good. Like this pizza is so good, I stopped eating gay black men <laughs> for a week. That is so ironic. It might work, Wackerly. Hey, just you know, we're it's brainstorming here. There's no wrong answers. So I wonder if they're going to bring back the Noid or uh, remember uh, remember Wendy's did that red pigtails ad with a cross dressing Wendy's person. No, it was I don't a man with like red pigtails that would just kind of walk walk around the city and trying to inspire others in the fast food rat race. Seems like it's trying too hard. Um, people say that Quiznos rats. You know, from uh, rathergood.com was one of the worst campaigns of all time. I did. You had to remind me of this one, and then I remember. But they're they're supposed to be, I think they're called sponge monkeys is what sponge the monkeys, says. Yeah. But yeah, everybody, I guess, thought they were rats, which is not the image you want with your food business. But that, but you know what, though? If you think about it, they were progressive with that because they're, they're taking an internet meme. Mm-hmm. And repurposing it in yeah, it was an a pre-existing ad. internet meme. Yeah, which which I think is kind of what they need to do, you know. And I think that's what they're that's sort of what the I mean, what they're trying to do with the king is they're trying to make him an internet meme. And it actually, it seems like it succeeded. You know, kind of a forced meme, but then it it worked. Here's an ad campaign that Burger King did that failed miserably. Did you ever see the Whopper Virgins? <laughs> No, I guess it's, I guess it bothered a lot of people, but they uh, used these adorable foreigners that were so rural and backward that they didn't even have a word for burger, and so they would just bring them into Burger King and be like, "You're a Whopper Virgin." It's like you're mm. gonna lose your Whopper virginity, right? And they're like, "Actually, I have never eaten any food other than rice and uh, squirrel." <laughs> what about the? Uh, do you remember the Carl's Jr. ads? Carl's Jr. takes like really hot chicks. And has them, like, shoving food in their mouth. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of that. As if they're really eating it. Well, I don't like to have, like, shit on my face. And uh, that's all I can ever, when I see, like, Paris Hilton shoving that giant burger in her mouth, I'm like, oh, she's got, like, grease all over, you know, lips and cheeks. Well, their tagline was, don't bother me, I'm eating. It was just, like, people just shoving food in their mouth, which, I don't know if uh, gluttony is the way to go when trying to advertise fast food. Yeah, advertising any food is difficult because uh, the actual process of eating is actually kind of disgusting if you start thinking about it too much. Yeah, no, it is vile. I mean, why don't they just go the whole way and be like, oh, here's, they're putting it in their mouth and oh, they're, they're, they're passing it through their bowels now. <laughs> don't bother me. I'm shitting out that burger I ate before. It was a whole series of ads. I just wonder, I mean, if no matter what they try to do, I, I just don't think you're going to be able to save mcdonald's or kfc i mean the 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 people that eat kfc will continue to eat kfc i just don't think you're gonna appeal to a broader group of millennials with a hip kernel or a funny kernel or a hipster hamburger well the problem is it's like it's like you know let's say you're don draper of 2015 whatever year we're in and you get the coca-cola ad campaign as people know what that's what happened at the end of spoiler uh, sorry spoiler right here but what do you in 2015 what do you do with it i mean everybody knows coke exists so you're not you're not reaching out and be like well i want people to take notice of coca-cola 
It's the same thing with all these McDonald's and Taco Bells and, and everything, right? It's like, yeah. what do you got? How do you, I guess you have to like make it seem like it's cool and fits in with their lifestyle, which frankly, you're never going to do. I think what they need to do is imply that they're, that stoners are driving around at 3 a.m. eating their yeah, fourth meal. Which is meal. something they've done, yeah. And if you look at the, you go to one of these places and you look at the fourth meal, like, oh, we're open till 4 a.m., wink, menu, uh... Like I was a jack in the box the other day because I had no time to eat and I was like, "That's a good ad campaign." And I was going into uh, some kind of a diabetic thing or something uh, from lack of food, and uh, so I was looking at the uh, stoner menu, and it basically just says like, I mean, all the taglines underneath the menu munchies. items are like, "Yeah, when you have munchies, dude, and you're going to back to watch some small wonder or whatever, <laughs> get this like burger with tater tots on it." Were you craving some jack sauce? No, I had the chicken sandwich. <laughs> it doesn't have any jack sauce on it. Well, I hope they bring back a hip version of Orville Redenbacher. <laughs> Make popcorn cool again. Popcorn is pretty good when you're like drunk and, or high, right? <laughs> all salty and buttery. Anyway, we got to move on. Uh, people, this is episode 485 here at Sick and Wrong. Uh, you know the way the show works. Send us your stories. Read them here in the air. If we give you credit, we'll send you a Sick and Wrong care package. Uh, you can send your stories to Podcast at hotmail.com or submit them via Facebook or the Twitters. Uh, before we get to our first one, uh, here's a word from our sponsor. Spice to your sex life? Go to adamandeve.com. You'll get 50% off your purchase, free shipping, two adult DVDs, and a product so sensual, we can't even mention it on this podcast. No, no. Just type the coupon code DIDDLE upon checkout. So the first story we got here uh, came in from MC. I don't know if this is an actual MC or if that's just like a abbreviation for his name. Like Michael Cartwright. Or if he's actually MC something. Hmm. We'll never know. I think this story is about the... This, I mean, I understand. I, I like the headline that they use, but I think they should have just called it the biggest pussy on the European continent. Hmm. Reigning European champion of pussification. pussification. Yes, this is, the, this is the most feminized male in all of Europe. Like this guy, I don't even think he could walk into a pub in England without wearing a disguise. Especially now, because he wrote a book about how much of a pussy he is. Right. Um, but I'll, I'll read the headline that they include in the article. Woman who forced boyfriend she met online to eat sponges and drink window cleaner by threatening to lie that he was a pedophile is jailed for three years in France. Hmm. So this guy's name is uh, Maxime Gaguette from Paris. Met his girlfriend, Zakia Medcourt, on the internet. Um, they moved into her studio along with her two kids, and that's when the abuse began. 
That's when the abuse began. First of all, I mean, is this is Europe getting this crowded that they he's moving into a studio with his girlfriend? Bad mistake. And she lives there with two children. That horrible mistake in a studio. They met in 2007 on the internet. Seven months later, moved into a Parisian studio. That must be a tiny studio in Paris. I can just picture these people, uh, these Americans with, uh, you know, 2,000 square foot giant McMansion. Like, yeah, yeah. You keep your studio in Paris. It's 300 square feet with your fucking two children and your shitty girlfriend. And, and you move in there and you expect that to work out. Right. You know, so um, what happened is she kept her boyfriend as a domestic slave. Domestic slave. Her boyfriend was her domestic slave. Uh, forced him to ingest sponges and window cleaners. Jesus. And uh, yeah, uh, she was uh, ordered to pay 143,000 pounds in damages to her ex-boyfriend. Or I guess it's like your, a female euros, French fritzel. Um, she was ordered to pay 143,000 euros in damages to her ex-boyfriend, Maxime, for crimes which the prosecution said went beyond violence with a female torturer and a male victim. Now I need you to stop again. <laughs> We're making fun of this guy. But you're telling me that by complaining that he was being abused by his girlfriend, she has to pay him 143,000 euros? Yeah. Like, uh, he, he Maybe he's onto something here. I mean, I guess it makes sense, but you're going to have to take, uh, there's some definite abuse here. It just amazes, you know, I'll eat a sponge for 140,000 euros. She must've been quite wealthy. Why does she live in a studio? I don't know. Does studio mean something? No, I'm looking at a different article right now. I was thinking maybe studio means something else in, in French, but it's a 270 square feet. Yeah. Even smaller than I originally estimated. So where does this woman have 140,000 euros? Well, I think I can see why she needed someplace to put the sponges, though. There's no room. <laughs> You're going to have to eat it, so you she, pig. She tortured him. <laughs> she burned him with uh, cigarettes and white-hot knives. Uh, she stole his identity papers and credit cards, forced him to sleep on the floor near the front door, and prevented him... A lot of pay for this treatment, by the way. <laughs> exactly. Uh, prevented him from accessing the toilet. <laughs> which I imagine would not be... Uh, you know, beneficial to anyone in that studio. Yeah. If my wife was trying to prevent me from accessing the toilet, I'd be like, it's your funeral, baby. I mean, if you were one of the kids that lived (laughs) there, it's going to be worse for you than for me. (laughs) What if you were one of the kids that lived in there? Yeah. I'd be like, uh, yeah, hey, mom, kind of smells like shit in here. Maybe you should, you know, Continue to burn him with white hot knives, but let him go. To, let him go could use the let, toilet. Could you let fake dad use the toilet <laughs> once a day? <laughs> so for more than a year, he suffered beatings, insults, uh, being burnt with cigarettes, having salt thrown into his eyes, and uh, blocking his contact with the outside world. This is a man, right? Just to remind me, this is a man we're talking about. This is a man. Yes, this guy has a penis. Allegedly, he has a penis. Hmm. Um. She told him that if he rebelled, she'd accuse him of pedophilia. So he said... I mean, be- did, did she think that he was like the Nazi SS or something coming in and he just couldn't do anything about it? Well, that, that's what I don't understand. It's like, so you meet we this chick online. Over. Yeah, but you meet her online. You move into her house. Right. Next thing you know, she's burning you with, uh, with white hot knives and throwing cigarettes on you and stuff like that, throwing salt in your face. Maybe you punch her in the face and leave. Like, I just don't understand it. Like, it, it, Hit her with a baguette. Yeah, it's like, like come on, dude. Be, I mean, it's, I can understand when you have Fritzl's dominating this young girl, forcing her to live in a cellar. She, you know, she probably couldn't overpower him. Right. But this guy's 
a guy. He's in the studio. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it's, you're blocking your contact with the outside world. How about this? Open up the door and leave. Do you think maybe the pussy was that good, though? Apparently. Maybe yeah. she had some, uh, you know, advanced French techniques with it or something. Yeah. That we I, don't I, even know about that. He was just like, I can't. I'm addicted. Or maybe she just cleaned it really well in the bidet. And uh, <laughs> um, so uh, he says it's hard for a man to admit that he's being beaten by a woman. As it should be. He also stayed to protect the children. Yeah, I'm sure you're you really, know, you know what really the best effective way of, with that. <laughs> the best way to deal with the stigma of being beaten by a woman is to not let that shit happen. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I, I don't know. But so, so to make matters worse, you know, you're getting beaten by the woman. You, you live in this, in this environment where you're getting insulted and burned and abused. Uh, you're not using the toilet and you're sleeping on a mat by the front door. So what do you do? You don't leave. You write a memoir. You write a memoir. You publish a book about your experiences called My Girlfriend, My Torturer, hmm. which apparently has helped lift the taboo about domestic abuse against men in France. Is this a hot seller, this book? Yeah, I mean, I guess it's uh, got some uh, international tension here. We're we're talking about them. <laughs> well, that doesn't mean it's a big seller. We're talking about them because it's a unique story. Can you think of anything more humiliating than not only being abused like this by a woman, but then publishing a book so everybody could read about how you're being abused by this woman? <laughs> you know, I, if if this woman was like Ronda Rousey or something, I can understand that because she could <laughs> oh, beat your ass. Is. I'm I'm going to give give this guy the benefit of the doubt and thinks that think that this woman is built like Ronda Rousey. But we're not advocating that he fight her. I mean, even if she was built like Ronda Rousey, but just leave. Yeah, just get I mean, your just, ass out. Just go in. It's like okay, you're not going to protect the go children. Down to the dude. cafe. You know, you're you're you won't even like your wife's not letting you shit in the toilet. I'm pretty sure you can find your own 200 square foot apartment to rent. An estimated 7,000 men file complaints about domestic abuse each year in France. Which is probably like 0.001% of the population or something. But it's still making me think that France is a nation of pussies. Well, Pussified men. But we can't say that unless we... Because somebody's going to throw in our face whatever the uh, you know United States statistic is. Yeah, we have more people here, though. Yeah, but as a per capita basis, I, I you know, it's got to be lower, right? You should do a search. I bet you there's less than that in America. And we have more people. We have a, a much larger population. I bet you there's less complaints because most guys are like, you know what? I'm just going to deal with this and not tell anybody. I'm not going to write a fucking book about it or I'm going to leave. Yep. You know, hop on a Greyhound bus, go somewhere else. Right. Um, I mean, you look at this guy's photo and it kind of, uh, it all starts to add up though. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he's doing that thing where he's got the scarf, but it's then tucked into his jacket. Like, but can't you feel on, the shame? <laughs> he's got this little side cowlick. It's uh Yeah. I'm ashamed just looking at him. Most men are too ashamed to come forward and admit this. Um, the woman tearfully apologized to her former boyfriend, saying she was not heartless. She says that she suffers from a bipolar mental disorder. Hmm. So there you go. Well, you know what they say. Bitches be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know Here's what? one thing you do have to watch out for as a dude, though. Like, let's say you do. You go, uh, you move out. and But, like, then she all she has to do... I mean, I don't want this to become a men's rights advocacy podcast or anything, but like all she has to do is be like, oh, right. And uh, remember when you like uh, molested the children? Well, that's when she was threatening. Oh. She was threatening to do this the whole time, which is why he said he didn't leave. Hmm. 
seems like a more of a reason to leave, but you really do have to watch out for that kind of shit, right? I mean, I think part of it, it's like you just never date a girl that says she's bipolar. Because a lot of girls joke about it. It's like, oh, I'm bipolar or whatever. Right. As soon as you they hear that. It makes them unique to claim that they have some you know, horrible fucking mental problem. As soon as you hear that, get the fuck out. Just right. go. Like, be gone. But then again, once again, I don't want to focus on this guy's looks or anything. But <laughs> it's not like they're beating down his door, right? Yeah, I mean, maybe she was really hot. <laughs> For him, maybe it's the this. only pussy he ever got. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't doubt that. Hmm. Uh, her prison sentence is considered uh, convertible under French law, which means she could actually escape jail time and just do community service. But she'd have to wear an electronic bracelet or be allowed to work part time. <laughs> um, she wants to try to work it out. <laughs> Would you, after publishing this book, and then after being humiliated internationally and on a podcast that no one listens to, mm-hmm. would you... That's the straw, you know. The yeah. Back right there. <laughs> would you try to work it out? Like I said, maybe she's got a magic pussy. But I would think no. I would, I would definitely think no. I think I would pass on that, and then I would just leave and go get it my own studio and use my own toilet. That's what I would do. <laughs> I know. I, I did live in a studio with a girlfriend at one point. That's how I can say from experience. Don't. It's a not a good idea. But and that is part. Of, that's the worst problem. It's like what happens when you do eat the Taco Bell, and then the net, you know drink a bunch of Pabst Blue Ribbon or whatever other fucking loose stool inducing beer you have on hand. You blow out the bathroom, and then the next day, and it's like like you know like I said, it's three hundred square feet, and there's the bathroom. There's you. There's your darling girlfriend. Uh, the relationship gets <laughs> gets old quite fast. Yeah, I remember uh, I would when I was living with my girlfriend in a studio in the Tenderloin. She would be like, "You need to leave the apartment, go take a walk." <laughs> and I was just like, "Why?" She's like, "Because I have to do something unspeakable." <laughs> I was just like, "Okay, I'm, I'm cool with that. I'll go walk around." Right. Don't beat me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know what would you do if like your friend, like let's say me, hypothetically, I was in a relationship where I was being abused and I said something to you about it. What would you, would you be able to still hang out with me? (laughs) Yeah, I suppose. I mean, I don't have like these high standards of my friends as is evident by the friends that I do have, but I would, I would ask you what the fuck your problem was. I don't think I would be able to overlook it. I think I would have, I would try not to make jokes about it, but it would, it would definitely. <laughs> you mean, you mean in front of my face, yeah. <laughs> behind my back, of course. But it would come up in conversation almost every time I see you. I, the other I, reason you can't do, do that it. is because, uh, you know, my first, my first reaction would be like, oh, well, can I come stay with you? <laughs> like as a friend, you don't like, that's the last thing you want, right? Like, uh, uh. I hear P-Town has an extra room. I would be like, you think she is bad? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, know, I, th- I guess that's part of the reason. Right? You'd, be, you'd be like, I think you need help. Just it's go to a fine. shelter. And just you, you'll work it out. I don't really want you staying in, <laughs> with me in my studio. Anyway, what do you got here for the second story? I also have a story uh, with a woman who's abusing her significant other. All right. It's really a tragedy. This comes from Jeff. I don't think it's the famous Jeffrey we all know and love. Uh, But it says, if Wackerly was the cop, she wouldn't have been arrested. It's just a teaser for you. 
Hmm. Uh, her name's Diane Thomas. She's an African-American woman and from Monroe, Louisiana. And she's 52 years old. I found her picture. She's neither stunning nor hideous. <laughs> Just to set up the story. But she's 52, and she was busted earlier this month for punching her beau, which is a French word for boyfriend, which I hate. She just punched him in the face? Punched him in the face multiple times. And, and this is a big bitch thing to do, she was scratching him with her fingernails during a confrontation. Women love to do that. So wait, she punched him in the face and, and then scratched his face with her fingernails? Doesn't say, but let's just assume it was the face. Right. Yeah, women do. That's a that's a common attack, right? From women, it's very cat-like. These women. <laughs> uh, this all happened in the couple's Monroe home, so they were cohabitating in an American home without you know that's bigger than two hundred and seventy square feet. I'm going to assume. Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming this probably has like at least two bedrooms, maybe a garage. So there's areas you could do to escape. Right. Maybe even um, uh, multiple bathrooms. Maybe even a, yeah, the fortress of solitude, which is the second bathroom. I don't have a second bathroom right now, but I want to put one in for this express purpose of blowing it out. Are you going to be like Al Bundy and just have your yeah, private bathroom? Exactly. I'm going to go in there with my, uh, I mean, he would go in there with a newspaper, but you know, nowadays we take our phones in there. And just put a lock on the door. And that's when was the last time you took a shit without your phone? I, I, you know, I honestly it's can't even, medieval. Yeah. I can't even think about it. There's nothing worse like when uh, you do shit and you forget your, you forget that you don't have your phone in your pocket and then you just sit there like, what am I going to do for the next 10 minutes? I know. This is a very hacky uh, comedy bit, isn't it? Yeah. Like, hasn't every comedian done this? Sorry, folks. Well, it's, it's true. It's cheesy, but I, I got to say, like at work, I plan it out. Like I know I'm going to take a 15-minute shit and just fuck around on my phone. Right. You stop, you stop surfing Twitter for like 20 minutes leading up to it. So you have new tweets to read. Sometimes like, me. sometimes like in the morning, I'll drink coffee at home before I go to work and I kind of have to shit. Preload it. But I won't shit. I'll wait till I get to work so I can shit on the company's dime. I know. You save so much money on toilet paper that way. <laughs> I haven't bought toilet paper for three weeks. And it's just like you're away from your desk and they're like, oh, Dave must be in a meeting. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, I'm exactly. in a meeting private office fecal meeting huh well the cops got called so i don't know if uh this guy is like this uh french dude we've just been discussing and he called the cops himself because he's a incredible pussy uh or if maybe the neighbors called it because you know the ruckus let's mm. assume that was the ruckus there must have been a ruckus i mean he's getting his face scratched punched in the face yeah but this guy's Screaming. not retaliating though well <laughs> let me tell you what she said the cops came and she was being read her Miranda rights because they clearly recognized that she was the aggressor. But she said that her boyfriend was a bitch, <laughs> adding that he got into her face. So she beat his ass. Hmm. I mean, women know that you can't really you know, there's like limitations on a dude. What you can sort of how you can retaliate if they start attacking you. Like you can't just jack your girlfriend in the face because she like sp smacks you. Right. I mean, you could, but you're going to have a lot of explaining to do, as Ricky Ricardo would say. You, you kind of have to do one of those things where you just kind of sort of catch their hands and, or arms and just hold them right. there and just be like, stop. Like Get a hold fucking of yourself. Mr. Anderson from The Matrix, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, you, well, you don't Bruce really. But you know what I'm saying? It's like, or you just kind of hold them and just like, stop hitting me. Right. I think I didn't I tell you about the, the guy. I used to have this next door neighbor who lives across the way from me. 
Uh, he would have like just domestic disputes all the time with his girlfriend. He, he lived with kind of a crazy, he was an older guy, lived with a crazy younger girl. Uh-huh. And uh, I mean, they were getting cra- in, in fights, like neighbors would call the cops and everything. And then, so one time I, I heard like a window smash. I look over and like, yeah, she like punched through a window and was just going off, like scratching, attacking him. And all he was kind of doing was just had his hands just perspiring. He wasn't attacking, he wasn't attacking her back, just sort of just pushing her with his body out the door. <laughs> and and then he just proceeded to take her suitcase with all her crap and just threw it out the door and just shut the door. Is that no, acceptable? I always, see that in, I always see that in movies where the guy or the girl throws out of the, the person's shit under the lawn. Does that actually happen? Or is that just a movie trope? And it happened here because she was like right outside uh, sitting sitting in like in our driveway and just with a bunch of her crap all over the ground crying. And just and calling him and screaming that he's an asshole. And then someone called the cops and the cops just kind of came over. If the cops came over and they saw him, he's just all covered in scratches hmm. and it's bloody. And then she's just, uh, you know, they, all, all they ended up doing is like, okay, you know, they're not going to press. There's no charges to be filed. They're just going to move her into the street. So they picked up all their crap and just put her in the street while she waited for a cab. <laughs> this was what back in the 80s there wasn't so much support for like you know single women i guess huh no this was just like like a a year ago oh i thought you were saying this was happening when you were a kid no no this happened a year ago yes you did tell me about this is where you live now this happened we were actually recording a podcast when they were fighting when Uh, the fight started this is about a year ago i wasn't following you Oh, so the LA me. police, when a woman is in distress, but she was doing the attacking, uh, they just put her into the street. You know what? They, they came down because I was I was watching it because it, it was quite interesting. You should have been videotaping <laughs> it and putting it on YouTube. I should have. Had I, I remember I remember we were recording the podcast. Oh, I heard okay. the window smash, and then I think I stopped and I was watching it for a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, what happens? They came. The cops came, mm-hmm. and uh, she was just a crying mess. They knocked on his door, and they interviewed both parties and the guy's covered in scratches it was like you know she went and she went crazy and so then they're like okay and they s- sat with her outside and i guess like uh i heard the guy say like your sister's gonna come pick you up okay and they waited with, with her for a bit and then just mm-hmm. left and she was just sitting on the like out in, on the lawn just with all her crap well let this be a lesson to you d that if you ever are in some kind of a domestic dispute situation uh before the cops get there just hold the hecubus up to your face and just like start taunting <laughs> just let him. him scratch me let him scratch the <laughs> fuck out of you then you can be like look wasn't me i'm abused <laughs> yeah start crying put some visine in your eyes um so where did i leave off oh yeah so her boyfriend got into her face so she beat his ass what she told the cops the cops said, yeah, that's great, but uh, it looks like he has scratches all over him, so uh, you're coming with us. Um, I, picture so this, a, I picture this guy to be like a, a diminutive fella, like uh, George Jefferson or something, a small guy. <laughs> Sherman he's, Helmsley. Sherman Helmsley. He's yeah. dating like a big black, uh, a big black woman. Are, okay. they, are they a black couple? Am I right in assuming well, She's this? black. Okay. I don't know about him. You never know. He's probably, but, uh, he's so probably the, the, a European <laughs> male. <laughs> This uh, Corporal Chris Ballard is the arresting officer, and who knows what this guy looks like, but she started arresting him, her, or her, and he told her that she could not go to jail, or sorry, she told him, let me get this right, third try, she told this cop that she can't go to jail because she has a good job, which is a concern when you go to jail, because you might have to miss work, and then you got to explain to work the reason you weren't there is because you're in jail. It's very embarrassing. 
Yeah, um, I, mean, I wonder what her good job is. It must be pretty good because mm-hmm. she took some extra steps to ensure that, or tr- try to ensure that she remained out of jail so she could go to her job. I mean, this is a cr- quite a work work ethic we're talking about here, right? Yeah, no, she's very devoted. Right. I wonder what her job is. I guess we'll never know. At that point, uh, Diane Thomas, she made an offer to Ballard. <laughs> and cop. she said to the cop that if you won't take me to jail, I will get down on my knees right now. Ooh, oral sex. Officer, I will even lick your butthole. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now I can understand what the, uh, the, the guy who sent the story in was saying. Hmm. If I, I would, uh, if you were the cop, if I was a cop, I would abandon my professional ethical duties to get my butthole licked. Is that what he's saying? By a black woman, yeah, because she was a black <laughs> oh, girl, and you'd okay. have been like, okay. I think uh, last week or the week before we were talking about how anal sex is kind of like the new sort of mainstreamed thing because of porn. I don't but think I it's actually new, think we but it is mainstream. The past few years, yeah. yeah. Well, new, new, new hyphen mainstreamed is what i'm trying to say here. but i actually think we're wrong i think it's butthole licking it's it's atm ass to mouth well, i think that's, i mean who cares where it goes after but it's definitely it's definitely rim ass jobs. Eating, we're talking though. about rim yeah. jobs god damn it it is definitely ass eating women eating the ass of guys and, and that's versa, the funny thing i mean but, you could but it's mostly women eating the ass of guys i find well, yeah, I think this has become a trend in porn because that, that, if you think about it, that's the ultimate isn't good dominance. Enough for us anymore. It's the ultimate dominance. I had a friend in high yes. school that would make all, the, all of his girlfriends do it. Really? And yeah. they all obliged or did he have a lot of problems maintaining girlfriends this way? Well, like most high school stories, I'm sure it was just all bullshit. But at the right. time, you know, I was just completely impressed. Well, uh, that, wait, 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 wait. Impressed? Because this, this to me was high school. You know, like, I could never fucking get any action in high school, because I don't know why, just because it's a terrible fucking kid. Uh, And then you always had your friends who just were, like, constantly getting ass. And because you're in high school, they're telling you about it all the time. You're like, yeah, that's great. Like, I didn't want to kill myself more before. But then not only are, like, girls sucking their dicks, but then this guy's telling you, like, oh, yeah, they totally lick out my fucking butthole, too. And, like, you can't even get a girl to, like, let let her feel your titty. Yeah, no, I feel her titty. I remember... uh, being quite uh, irritated by the stories but yeah, and, and doubting their authenticity. But Probably. at the same time, I enjoyed listening to the narrative because there's always the same. He said the, the way to really break in a girlfriend is when she's giving you a blowjob, you yeah. push her head down. And I was like, what do you mean? Because you just push it down there. And I was like, to the balls? He's like, no, past the balls. And I was like, well, what if she protests? He goes, she won't once it's down there. And so it makes me wonder, like, is it? Did, did he say break in? I mean, was this like fucking the pimp of Essexville? Fuck this guy. <laughs> I just, that's why I think it was bullshit yeah. because he would say that. Cause I'm like, you know, I can't even get a girl to let me touch her breasts and you're getting a girl to toss your salad. <laughs> like that, that doesn't happen. But you know, it, it, these days though, these days it does. Yeah. You look at, you go to, um, you know, a porn hub or whatever and you type in ass eating. It's just like, there's, a whole array of videos of girls just eating guys' asses. So I think maybe girls think it's par for the course. Like that's what's it's the second it's on half the menu of a blowjob. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not down with this. You know, they always talking about how women are like, uh, un- uh, you know, unjustifiably ashamed of their vagina. They always have complexes about like, oh, I don't like the way it looks, and it probably smells, and blah. And they're always like just obsessing about it that's i mean that's how i am except it is justified about my butthole 
Like, I don't want you down there, okay? I just, I've looked at it in a mirror. It's fucking horrifying. Well, I just know I got to make out with her afterwards. No, you don't. <laughs> yeah, you do. You can't just like, eventually you're going to have to make out with her. You mean like the next week or in that session? I mean, I would okay, hope no, she brush her teeth and wash her face. I'm just saying as soon as her tongue is on my anus, it's not like we're immediately making out. But I'm saying like probably within the next 10 minutes, we're probably going to make out. Usually it's a prelude to sex. I think you do need to go get some lessons from this guy from high school. <laughs> Breaking them in. <laughs> so, you know, you dated a lot of black girls in your time. No, Have you one. ever dated any, did you ever date black girls with like that, just that anger, you know, that, uh, just no, that fiery one, passion? No, by the way, and no, she was not like, she was angry, but not in that sort of typical way. Just she had different anger issues. I wonder if this is common, though, and you, a lot of these girls are just like, my husband's a bitch, so I beat his ass. By the way, officer, I will lick your butthole. <laughs> so I wonder what the husband's doing over there. It's like, uh, what about Wait, me did she here? she just said she's going to lick your butthole? <laughs> We're through! <laughs> We're through, I tell you! That would be it. That is the end of me. it, right? I mean, you can't... <laughs> that Don't would be tell the officer me. that you're going to lick his butthole. That's worse than cheating. It makes me wonder, like, how good is her job? Like, is she, like, you know, a lawyer or something? Like, the, the <laughs> Not anymore. Head of a law firm? I, I don't know what job is good enough to lick an officer's butthole. Hmm. I am intrigued, though. Manager <laughs> I mean, of KFC. It's, like, it's not like the first time she's licked somebody's butthole if she's offering to do it to an officer. I wonder how where she learned. This is a learned behavior. Like, she's conditioned that I can get out of trouble if I just lick an asshole. I bet you she's really good at giving blowjobs. I mean, if she's like that upfront about like, I'm going to give you a blowjob, I'm going to fucking go around the world, and this shit's going to keep me out of jail if you just give me the chance. That's a person who's confident in their skills. You got a point there. Hmm. Yeah. You definitely yeah. have a point there. She probably is really good at giving blowjobs. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen to this. <laughs> in case this is giving any ladies in the audience, which what, there's like five, any ideas? Uh, she was only going to go down for a misdemeanor domestic abuse charge, which who gives a shit, right? I mean, if you're a guy, that sucks. You don't want that on your record. But if you're a woman, probably going to miss work. says here you got a domestic abuse charge. It's like, yeah, my, my husband was an asshole and I beat the fuck out of him. And the person's just like, okay, well, that seems fine. <laughs> uh, but now because of the offer to lick the butthole, she's going down for felony public bribery. In addition. Wow. Wow, she's getting so charged with bribery. Felony public bribery. Is all bribery a felony? Like, if you've got a traffic ticket and you, like, kind of showed the officer, like, uh, here's my Five ID bucks. and, <laughs> you know, a couple hundred dollar bills. A couple hundred, jeez. But, I mean, if you did that, would that be a felony? I think it would. I, th by, I think it's, like, worse if it's a police officer. Like, maybe if you try and bribe, like... I don't know, the like, you know, guy who's per giving you a permit on your new shitty garage that's like too close to the property line. Maybe that's just a misdemeanor. But I think if it's a, if it's if a, it's cop, a peace yeah. officer, ha ha, as everybody's joking, you know, laughing, realizing what's going on in this country with police officers. Uh, yeah, you know, and then, people, then it'd be worse. Anyway, it, it's it'd, worse. It'd it's felonies. So I wonder what's worse then? Trying to bribe with a, uh, with a salad toss? Um, saying you're going to toss a salad or trying to offer money or is it the same? Well, I think to answer that question, we need to put a dollar value on the, uh, the butthole licking. <laughs> so start the bidding 50 bucks. She sounds very confident. 
it's probably a locally priced thing too. Like they have to go out amongst the prostitutes of the area and be like, "All right, uh, ma'am, we're trying to research a felony public bribery charge. Uh, wh- how much do you charge for a blowjob? <laughs> and what's the adder if there's a butthole like in there? Fifty bucks? Okay. Yeah, imagine if you're if you're going to get a prostitute and you're like, I want a blowjob. They probably do that for like you know fifty dollars. But if you're like, but I also want my salad toss. You probably have to tack on another fifty. You think it doubles the price? Yeah, I would hmm. say so. Yeah, I don't know. I don't so, swim hmm. in that. Well, it sounds <laughs> like they're both a felony. Sounds like they're both a felony. Hmm. She had to pay $5,000 to get out on bond. So we'll have to wait and find out what happens in court. What I want to know is what'd she do? she come back home? Like, is the guy still there? Are they still living together? <laughs> I assume so. I mean, if it was I bet my you house, got a very good salad tossing to make up for all this. If if it was my house, her stuff would be outside in the garage, and I could be like, yeah, or would you it. just be waiting for her to walk in the door with your asshole just fucking gaping wide open, and be like, all right, get in there, <laughs> just bent over like Ace Ventura. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, probably yeah. not a good idea to offer to lick a cop's butthole. It's definitely not a good idea, unless it's the bad lieutenant. And then he would have obviously taken her up on it and then also just still sent her to jail. Right? Yeah, that would have worked. <laughs> uh, people send your stories to stickaroundpodcast.com. Got a few phone calls to get to. 206-666-3846 is that number. Before we get to our first phone call, here's another word from our sponsor. It's Butt Plug Month on adamandeve.com. Show that you still care by bringing something new into the bedroom. And by something new, I mean a butt plug. Because if you order right now and use coupon code DIDDLE, you get 50% off your first item, a gift so sensual I can't even tell you about it on this podcast that talks about murder and bukkake, and on top of all of that, free shipping. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, adamandeve.com, and making a purchase with coupon code DIDDLE. That's D-I-D-D-L-E. So we got a few phone calls to get to. Um, the first one is from uh, a girl that, you know, I... We haven't heard from her in a long time. You might remember her. her name is Christina, and she used to call in with all these uh, salacious sex stories. I think in the early days of the podcast, uh, some women, like hot, hipster, cool women, uh, used to think we were like, I don't cutting know, edge. We, were, we were hip and cutting edge. And then the longer that the podcast went on, all those women were like, oh, wait, these guys are just a bunch of assholes. And, well, you know, I think part of it is in the first three years of the podcast, we never showed our face. Yeah. And then after we showed our faces, then all of a sudden it was like, ah, oh, this is just two white idiots. <laughs> oh, well. Um, anyway, Christina called in. It's been a long time since we heard from her. Hi, guys. This is Christina. Um, I hope you remember me. I was a black, sex perverted, dominatrix, porn star caller from so many years ago. Um, I'm still listening. I still love the show. Mm. And I wanted to call because I just listened to the recent episode um, about the, you know, the whole experience, the online games and you know, you search for different things with scavenger hunts. I was a big nerd when it came to that stuff. I would play that nonstop. Um, so when I heard that, I was like, oh, my God, you brought back a crazy memory. Uh, I don't know if you guys ever remember. I don't remember which website it was on, maybe Newgrounds.com. But there is this one that was similar to all the other kind of horror-themed um, games, only it was a dude, and the dude had an enormous cock, and 
pretty much it was kind of the same thing, but you were like aiding him out. Like it would be a whole episode or a show, and you were trying to get him laid, but you had to like find, like choose different things, um, like different sex toys. Or- Is she talking about Leisure Suit Larry? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think so. <laughs> or what? what is, wait, this is like, like Snapchat or something, or chat roulette, where you I'm, like I'm see. All, I'm pretty much lost. I mean, Newgrounds was one of the first websites that had all these flash games, right? And it was like, what? You can just go in your browser and play these games? It's crazy. So she's saying this is a game with a guy with a huge dick, and you had to help him get laid. Maybe what I'm suspecting is that maybe at some point somebody, because this does sound exactly like Leisure Leisure Suit Larry, right? Maybe somebody ported the whole Leisure Suit Larry concept or maybe just directly the whole game into this Newgrounds Flash environment. But uh, I've already feel like I've thought about it too much. Yeah, no, I'm going to stop thinking about this now. (laughs) Okay. Different girls to try and pick up on. I remember there was one where it was like a sex party that the the guy goes to. So you have to choose which room to go in, which toy to use. And I remember one scenario where you choose this, uh, um, I guess, strap or like this swing thing hanging from the ceiling. Sex. And the girl would sit on his cock and spin around on it. And that's how the show ended. Um, so yeah, that was just a funny memory. Also, public sex. Um, I've gone away with that a couple of times in the past. It wasn't because of the idea that it was so thrilling, but rather it was because I was so drunk or kind of like just, you know, stoned or what have you at the time when I was too far away from, we were too far away from either apartment that by the time, like I knew by the time I get home, I was just going to pass out. So it was kind of like, you know, let's just go do this right now so I can just kind of go home. Um, <laughs> it sounds a lot less sexier than it actually was, but um, that's my that was my thought process. I didn't have full-on sex, you know, in these public places, but you do? it was like late at night, dark, you <laughs> just know. Just blue-balled some dude in a <laughs> fucking <laughs> alley. Thing. I just seen gay guys buggering each other, unfortunately. Mm. Um, but, you know, it was New York City. They kind of cleaned it up, I guess. So, not surprised. You, she also, does realize that we're only letting her pass the three minutes because she's hot, right? I'm waiting to hear her talk about uh, uh, eating some guy's ass. Do you think oh. she's ever done that? Yes, I do. And I want her to call back in and tell us about it. Christina, I think you need to call in and uh, let us know your thoughts on eating out a guy's ass. Right. Or vice versa. Or by, for, for, yeah. Primarily, that's way. what we're interested in. But if you want to just tell us about getting your own asshole eaten out, that's fine too. Yeah, and and be like uh, as lurid as possible. But um, I'm, no, I'm thinking like she probably has some strong feelings about ass eating. So I'd like yeah. to hear that. Um, you know what's interesting? She brings up a good point though about public sex. I think that's one of the reasons. Like you think that oh, this girl's an exhibitionist. That's why she wants to have sex or why she wants to do it. But really. Um, it, it's just that, like they're horny at that time, but by the time you get in a cab or you take a train, you get all the way back home. Now they're just tired <laughs> and you're not going to have sex. Right. Uh, Joe Kelly experienced this issue recently with some girl he met on, um, I don't know if he met on Tinder or if uh, sleazy hooked him up with her or something. He met this girl and, uh, they'd be at the bar. 
they would get drunk. Next thing you know, as soon as they're out of the bar, she's all over him, like making out, getting ready to go and like getting hot and heavy. Mm -hmm. And so she was like ready to just do it in the car, do it out like behind the bar and near the dumpster. Mm -hmm. But he's like, you know, a gentleman. He's like, I'm not going to fuck you out by the dumpster. You know, it's a, but by the time they got back to her house, she would just pass out on the couch. God damn it. Happened to him three times before he just stopped hanging out with her. <laughs> with the same girl? Same girl, yeah. What, is she narcoleptic? I, you know, I don't know. <laughs> what, what do you do in that situation? Uh, well, what you don't do is you don't try and have sex with her while she's asleep. Let's make that clear, okay? What if you just jerk off on her couch? Do you have like a giant gong? <laughs> <laughs> or symbols. It's like, yeah, you know, we should make that. The sick and Maybe wrong like gong. Maybe like a trombone or something that you could practice. Oh, sorry. I thought you were asleep. I was practicing my trombone. We should probably make that like the passed out girl alarm. It's like, uh, you should have it like on your phone. It's like if uh, the girl passes out, just play one of these noises. Hmm. And be like, oh, sorry. I was getting a phone call. Oh, hey, you're up. I got a boner. How convenient. Oh, you're leaving. Okay. <laughs> okay. That sucks. Um, but yeah, yeah. He uh, ended up stopping some hang out with her. But it sounds like um, Christina here said that's an opportune moment. Hmm. Like she's like, I'm horny at this time. You got to strike where the iron is. Let's just hot. do it. But it sounds like she's just giving blue balls because they're not even having sex. Hmm. Yeah. So I, I don't know what the point is there. I think the kids call that edging. Edging. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, which is the cool term for being blue balled. <laughs> yeah, she totally blue balled me. I mean, we were the edging. Hit new term. Hmm. <laughs> anyway, uh, Christina, we look forward to uh, your next call about eating ass. Um, we got another call here. So it's so a wackerly. You brought up that girls used to be into us until they saw our face and they realized, oh, they're just a bunch of like old um, assholes. Uncool. But I got Middle it, management. Know, I got <laughs> I gotta beg to differ. Okay. Because look at this call. Hmm. Hello, sick and wrong. This is Bunny Phobia. I sent the message about my dad having to cut the pantyhose off a prostitute. I just wanted to call and say how much I love you guys and how much disgusting perversion that, you know, you guys instill in my life. When shit gets weird, the weird gets shitty. And I love you guys so much. Thank you, guys. Please keep it up. And if you guys are ever in, ever in Hawaii, hit me up. Wobbly H, I don't give a shit. We'll keep it on the down low, Wackily. By the way, congratulations on getting married. I love this you guys. This sounds like she's D 14. Lab. Keep it sick, keep it wrong, and I love you guys. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Does she sound like she's 14? Yeah. I mean, maybe that's because we're 40 and girls who are, you know, 24 sound like they're 14, but uh, yeah, I don't think so. She called in with a story about her dad peeling pantyhose off of a prostitute. I wonder what her dad would think about you propositioning two podcasters about having a wobbly age. One of them's married. I'm not wobbling aging anybody with D. Simon, by the way. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. But see, that's what I'm saying. We still appeal to this younger demographic here. Hmm. Still appealing. That's, that's good. I'm, I'm hoping that boosts your confidence, Wackerly. Um, <laughs> in the show, in my own coolness. If, yeah. uh, Bunny Phobia, if you are over 18, please, please call back and discuss uh, your feelings on ass eating. 
You just have a standing. Any uh, female listener or person who calls in, female calls in, uh, please tell us about this. <laughs> we just want to hear it. We want to know if right. this is a myth right. or if this I'm is not something even gonna to turn on. Do. I just think it's amusing. Yeah. Uh, here's the final one, the final call. You think your mom ever ate ass? Sick or not? I like just to not asking. think about that. But, I know, that's uh, why, exactly why I'm asking about it. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe mm. the rabbi was into that. Mm. Be something I'd, I'd never want to know. I probably won't know, <laughs> um, which is good. But, you know, you could probably ask your dad about it, being that he's yeah. living. Well, I, would, I mean, who's to say that my mom did it with my dad, though? Okay, I guess you could ask your mom about it. I would need a Ouija board. That's what I'm saying. Mouth, <laughs> saying. I would need to invest in a Ouija board, and it would just be a, a weird situation. The worst reasons to buy a Ouija board. <laughs> it's like, I, I, that'd be funny. I should just go hire like a medium and be like, I want a seance. They're like, oh, really? You want to yeah. speak to your uh, Don't tell deceased them parents? <laughs> and I would just wait until like finally we make contact. Mom, did you ever eat dad's asshole <laughs> ever? And then this medium would be like, what the fuck? Do your job. It's not <laughs> I your paid place you. to question me. I paid you. Question the dead. <laughs> All right, here's the last call. Sick or non, this is Mike from Central California, around Santa Maria. I just wanted to call in. I'm listening to uh, latest episode, number 483, and you were, guys were talking about the woman who put skin in her family's milk. And he said that he drinks milk regularly, and that kind of surprised me. I think it surprised Wackerly as well, but not... It didn't surprise me for the reason that I think Wackerly was surprised, because of the whole vegan-vegetarian thing, which is what he brought up. But I thought, Dee, that you wouldn't eat or drink anything that could easily have semen mixed into it. Ah, And it seems like milk would be pretty easy to get that mixed into, so... Get back to me on that, Prano. I'm dying to know. Yeah, uh, it's a very cummy thanks, food. Keep it, zip, keep it wrong. Prano. <laughs> so? <laughs> yeah, you know what? It's not like I'm I'm drinking whole milk here. I drink skim milk, which is essentially like 70% water. You don't think water. I can hide cum in skim milk? You would know because it's not viscous. I, what I don't need is viscous. That's why you mix it in. It's viscous, like a viscous substance, like yogurt. Like yogurt's creepy, uh, cottage cheese. My standing point to you is that I could hide cum in any food and you wouldn't know about it. I mean, black beans, I, whatever. I would know. You could, no, you you could tell. You could you see it. You would not know. It, you would know. I have to say, when I stay away from it's it's viscous food. Like, if you were, if I went to your house and you're like, hey, D, I made you some cottage cheese. Do you want some? I wouldn't eat about it. about tapioca pudding? I wouldn't eat it. <laughs> Because I would just be like, that's something, it's the same it's, color it's really as cum. Rude. It's really rude to refuse, you know, hospitality. I hope the same viscosity as cum. You know, whereas like skim milk is basically water. You would see the, the jellied semen balls floating. I would know. You realize, like, <laughs> that, you realize that spermatozoa are microscopic, right? It's not like a fucking tadpole. Yeah, but it's in a gelatinous What's wrong goo. with your cum? It's in a gelatinous it's it's goo. That it's so chunky. Well, That's <laughs> where this question is going. I'm, I'm just talking cum in general. Is that It has a different viscosity than just water. Hmm. You know, liquid. I mean, yes, milk is white, cum's white, but skim milk. I guess with like whole milk, you probably could hide some cum in that. 
But I think skim milk, you could tell. What about buttermilk? <laughs> but I would, I would not drink your buttermilk either, Wackerly. <laughs> I don't drink any of this fucking milk. I mean, I put a little, I put the fake creamer in my coffee. That's about it. The powdered creamer. <laughs> yeah. See, now I would know if you put semen in that because it would congeal. You know, <laughs> like you could tell. So, so there you go, there, uh, guy who seems overly concerned about my reluctance to drink your milk. I agree it's, with him, though. I would, I would drink skim milk because it's skim milk; it's water. And, and, and the fact of the matter is, I would eat it if it's How mine. How much gum are we talking about here? I mean, you have a gallon of skim milk, and I come over to stay at Casa de Simon. And while you're in the shower, I'm going to blow a load and a whole gallon of milk, skim milk, and I'm going to shake that shit up. It's and you're like the princess in the pea. You're going to be like, there's cum in here. It's going to rise to the top, and I'll be like, this is weird. There's just something has been tainted in here. Uh, would you say... It would, would smell like a latrine. You probably should. <laughs> I would. And then you'd that probably... Be the end of the podcast and the friendship. Hmm. An idea. You, you would probably be like, I have a really good job, officer. <laughs> Can't go to jail. <laughs> uh, anyway, people, call the Sick Wrong Hotline. 206-666-3846. Hmm. Uh, we got to get out of here. Um, news yeah, item. Yeah. News flash. You know, every week for the past, I don't know, year or two... Uh, we had people calling and complaining like, where can I get the Sick and Wrong archives? I want to listen to the early episodes. What did you guys sound like on episode two? And, Jesus. And Wackily's response is like, you know, you think the podcast suck now? You should listen to those. Which is probably exactly worse. why they wanted to listen to them. Well, now you can. I have finally actually posted them to the website. So if you go to the com, you click on archives, uh, you scroll all the way to the very end, You'll have year ones through year six. It's like, I don't know how many episodes, a lot of episodes, like 300 episodes are now all available on the site. So you can go there and you can purchase them. You can download them. You can share them with your children. You kind of buried the point there, though. Purchase, people. Purchase. $6.66. It's like nominal. It's got that. Yeah, it's nothing. And it's cheaper than anything else we sell, right? I guess the sticker pack is five bucks. It's evil too. Right. So, a lot of uh, entertainment though for six dollars and sixty six cents. What is yeah. that like? A whole year's worth of fifty two episodes? No more. It's, I, I think I threw in another one. It's like fifty three episodes. Jesus, that's a bonus. So you're getting a lot. You're getting a lot for six dollars and sixty six cents. And it's like a. I mean, it's like a zip file, like a gig you're downloading. It's a I lot would, of information. I would, I would be less annoyed about paying for it for having to wait for that download. Yeah, if it's, you like have the old, it's like in the olden days now. when you were trying to download like a JPEG of some titties over your 56K modem, just anticipating it. Yeah, but don't you think if you've waited for like a year and a half for us to actually post those, you could wait in an extra 10 minutes for the gig file to download? I guess. But anyway, think of all the <laughs> enjoyment. It, think of all the pleasure you'll get from listening to that. So anyway, go to SigmaRonPodcast.com, click on Archives. And now you can get all the uh, Sick and Wrong catalog. Also, iTunes. Subscribe to the show on iTunes. Rate the show on iTunes. We haven't got a single rating since, like, April. So uh, I don't know what you're doing, people. I don't think people go to iTunes anymore. But um, just go subscribe, rate, comment. It helps us out. Uh, also, T-shirts. Uh, we do not have any large or extra large shirts at the moment. Uh, you can still go to the uh, Cafe Press store and you can buy large or extra large shirts over there. But we do have mediums and smalls left. So if you go to stickaroundpodcast.com slash store, you order a smaller medium shirt. I'll throw in a pack of stickers and I'll throw in a print, a signed print. 
So, uh, yeah, great way to support the show. And uh, Secret Rock Song of the Week came in from Stillborn, who wrote, Mr. Simon, please play Gimme Head by the Radiators for the Song of the Week, a classic Australian pub rock band. Uh, released this in the 1980s. Pub rock. All right, I'll have to go uh, check this out. Do you, do you pub ever... rock or pube rock? Oh, no, this is pub <laughs> Maybe rock. Maybe they dropped the Yeah, name. I think it's pub rock. Um, I'm sure there there is a pube rock genre in Australia. Do you remember that band, The Saints? Do you ever yes, hear them? Vaguely, They're yeah. a cool Australian uh, punk rock band. I don't know if I, if I consider them pub rock. Hmm. I would like uh, Russell Crowe. Doesn't he have a pub rock band or used to? <laughs> I don't know. Something like that. The only Australian bands I know are In Excess. Nick Cave. And, uh, Nick Cave's Australian. Hey, we're talking about me now. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> but what's the other one? AC Midnight DC. Oil. Midnight Oil. I think of ACDC as a Scottish band. Well, could they have because a Scottish singer? No, yeah. they're, they're Just from the Australia. Anyway, we anyway. can check out the radiators here. Give me head. Thanks, Stillborn, for saying that in. Uh, people will be back next week with episode 486. Till then, take it sleazy. Give me head, baby. Give me head like you did just last night. Bob Madigan, and you're listening to Sick and Wrong. Perfect. <laughs> so you can bank on that. <laughs>